بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله ما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى ولهن مثل الذي عليهن بالمعروف وقال تعالى وعاشروهن بالمعروف وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتقوا الله في النساء فإنما أخذتموهن بأمان الله واستحللتم فروجهن بكلمة الله وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم استوصوا بالنساء خيرا أو كما قال عليه السلام صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين لرسل سيد دروش شريف اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم يا رب سل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم أما بعد My respected elders and dear brothers as we all know that in this week Wednesday 9th of August was celebrated as Women's Day and it was a public holiday and a lot of events were held around the country relating to this subject. The question that we need to ask ourselves is that when we look at our Islamic calendar we do not see in our Islamic calendar any Women's Day and for that matter when we look at our Islamic calendar there's no Father's Day. We look at our Islamic calendar, there is no Mother's Day. We look at our Islamic calendar, there is also no Valentine's Day. I'm throwing that in also. The question is why? Why don't we in our Islamic calendar also have all of this? So my dear brothers, is a very simple, straightforward answer. And the answer is why we do not have dedicated days for all of this in our Islamic calendar is because... In our Islamic calendar, every day is Father's Day. Every day is Mother's Day. Every day is Woman's Day. And every day is Valentine's Day. Every day, not only every day, every night. Day and night. Like they say, 24-7-365. That is our Islamic calendar. We do not need to have a dedicated day for these things. Why? Because it is an integral part of our lives. And so we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in very, very clearly, openly, directly had mentioned rules, regulations, teachings, guidelines regarding women and how they are supposed to be treated in the Qur'an and our beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned regarding this in his sunnah. What is very sad dear friends, very sad, two incidents that happened recently that is in our knowledge, we are not talking about the things that we do not know about, but two incidents that is in our knowledge which was reported in the media in the newspapers relating to 
Muslim couples. Allah Akbar. Person's hair will stand up. Yes, recently a case of a Muslim sister who was abused so severely by her husband, physical abuse. It's in the newspaper. They even have images of the lady in ICU with the ventilator and all of that. Must have been such a severe abuse for a woman to end up in ICU. It's horrific what the husband did in terms of abusing her, physical abuse, grievous bodily harm, cutting her and cutting her hair off and shaving the eyebrows and beating up so savagely, she ended up in ICU in hospital. Allahu Akbar. In front of the whole media, the story is now all over and it feeds into the lies and propaganda that is promoted and pumped vigorously that yes, you see, we tell you that Muslims are abusive to their wives and Islam has oppressed women and Islam has treated women unfairly and Islam has uh, trampled on the rights of women and so on and so on we are now giving them the opportunity to push that propaganda by our actions and deeds we know it is absolute lies and I will show you in the light of Quran and Sunnah that is absolute lies and propaganda but we are actually helping them with their promotion of that propaganda it's a terrible incident my dear brothers it's supposed to f*** us up and if it didn't shake us then there is something seriously wrong sadly a non-muslim organization had to come to the assistance of that sister Allah forgive us I am the first one that's guilty what did we do? where were we? where were we? in the history of Islam when a single woman was oppressed in any part of the world, all she had to just say was scream, Wah Muslimah! Oh Muslim! I am being oppressed! And the army would march to the rescue of a single woman. This is documented and chronicled in the history of Islam. And in our midst today, a sister is crying for help. Where are we? Another incident, very very shocking. It happened here, I'm not talking of this very city of Durban of ours. A, 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 a Muslim lady, and not a very young lady too. She was a teacher in a madrasa for many years. Some problem, some dispute between husband and wife. As she comes out from the vehicle, the husband, point blank, my dear brother, five bullets he fires into his wives. Allahu Akbar. What is wrong with us? What is happening to us? Where are we going? What are we doing? Is this, this what Islam has taught us? Is this how we as Muslims are supposed to behave and conduct ourselves? We have the whole Quran and Sunnah in front of us. We have the best of examples, the examples of Sayyidul Qunayn, Sarkar-e Dualam, Tajdar-e Madina, Hazrat Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in front of us. We have the example of all the uliyai kiram in front of us. We have the example of the best of people in front of us. We have all that in front of us. Plus we have got systems in our community to deal with this type of things. That if there's a problem, then go resolve the problem. Go sit down, go for counseling, go for mediation, go for arbitration. There are mechanisms. Why do we have to resort to this kind of conduct and behavior? As a Muslim, 
How can such conduct be condoned and accepted? Remember one thing, my dear brothers. Zulm and oppression is a sin that will attract Allah's azab in this world. Not in the akhirat only. In this world. There are two sins the ulama have mentioned that bring Allah's wrath and azab in this world before the hereafter. Two sins. Number one, disobedience to parents. Disobedience to parents is that sin that will attract azab in this world before the akhirat. And the second sin that will attract Allah's azab in this world is zulm and oppression. And is oppressing a woman. He is supposed to be strong and she is supposed to be weak. Then remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always on the side of the weak and the downtrodden. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will meet out justice. There are countless cases. A certain man, this incident is related in the kitabs. Our Shaykh Ramatullah himself was a witness to this incident. Then he says that the man, after five children now, he got tired of his wife. So, what does he do? One night, for a small, just for any petty reason, he gives her three talaqs. He gives her, and he kicks her out of the house, onto the streets. And he was interested in getting married to some other woman. So he goes ahead, and he goes and makes his nikah. And he was very happy that I achieved what I wanted to achieve. But Allah SWT is not blind. That poor woman was on the streets in the middle of the night. She looked up to the sky and said, Oh my Allah, look at my plight. You do justice. The cry went out from the heart. And Allah SWT saw. It was a matter of few weeks or few months. The man got married. He was enjoying life. He thought everything is going... F- and then... The stick of Allah hit. And it hit so hard... That... Suddenly one morning he got paralyzed. Finished. Bedridden. And now... Running around from doctor to hospital to ICU here, there... Nobody could do anything. He's paralyzed, bedridden. The new wife didn't come. She came to have fun. She didn't come here to look after us, an old man who is paralyzed. Within a few days she packed up and she was gone and he was all alone. There wasn't even anyone to wash him. There wasn't even anyone to change his clothes. At least that wife would have stuck with her husband because they've been spent, they were together for years. They had children together. She would have stuck through. She would have been there at the side of the husband. He thought he was very clever and he kicked her out in the middle of the night. Allah SWT put him in his place. So my dear friends, the other incident is this husband shoots the wife point blank in front of the madrasa. Allahu Akbar, where are we going? We got all the mechanisms in place. Go and sit down, resolve the problem nicely. Why do we have to resort to all this violence and the zulm and oppression? One alim mentioned this incident that he happened to go to Kabrastan and this is a real this happened in our own country it's a very famous incident that he goes to Kabrastan and over a particular cover he sees a fire and he got a shock of his life and he put it on the cover 
Because that is what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam advised that when you see some person going through azab in the cover till that stick is there green, perhaps it will lift the azab for a period of time. Any case, he took the details, he found out who it is, he went to the house of the family, there was an elderly lady there. He said, you know, who so and so? She said, he asked her, tell me something. What was, a, can you say something about your husband? She says, you know, whatever, he passed away now, I cannot say, but I really suffered very much at his hands. He really, really gave me a very tough time, and I suffered a lot at his hands. He said to her, see her sister, this is what I saw, and I've come here to beg you and to plead with you that for the pleasure of Allah, please forgive him. She said, you know what? I've already forgiven, forgiven him more than a dozen times since the time he passed away. Over and over I forgive him. I forgave him from my side. But now what Allah is going to do, that is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So my dear brothers, let us go back to the teachings of Allah and Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa What is the teachings of Quran and Sunnah with regards to the treatment of women? So much of laws, so much of details, so many guidelines. I recited two ayats from the Quran. I recited two hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say to us in the Quran? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to us in the Quran, Women have rights in their favor. Just as men have rights, they also have rights. And the amazing thing is Allah SWT made mention of the rights of women first before he mentioned the rights of men. Why? Because men will get their rights by force. Who is going to give that woman her right unless it is a Allah-fearing husband? And that is why in the khutbah of nikah, to our bridegroom, three ayats of the Holy Quran, and every ayat speaks about ittaqullah fear Allah. Because if you are an Allah-fearing husband, you won't usurp the rights of your wife, you will fulfill her rights, in fact you will give her more than her rights. Like Mawlana Yus Patel Ramatullah used to say so beautifully, that the book of marriage is not the book of rights, it is the book of love and the book of kindness. That is what makes a successful marriage. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the rights of women in Quran. Allah ta'ala intercedes for them. Treat women nicely. Treat them kindly. Allah Rabbul Izzat, our Rabb. And our creator and sustainer and master is telling us, Oh men, I'm telling you, treat your wife nicely. If the father on the wedding day tells the son-in-law, that look here, I'm giving you my daughter's hand in marriage, but I want you to treat her nicely. Make sure you give her, treat her well. The son-in-law will realize that, you know, how what a big amanat I got now. I've been asked to take her, treat her nicely. He'll be considerate about this. Yes, yeah, not a father in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the creator of the father-in-law and the husband and everybody. He's saying, oh men, treat your wives nicely. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask on Qiyamah's day, I, I said to you, treat them nicely. What did you do? What did you do? And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned in a hadith sharif also about kind treatness, kind treatment to women. Ittaqullaha fin nisa. All men fear Allah with regards to your women. 
Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam also mentioned a hadith Sharif is tawsu bin nisa'i khaira oh my ummah i am giving you wasiyat is my special advice to you that be good in your treatment towards the women folk so my dear friends being a nikah occasion too and being the occasion as i said that lot of emphasis on women's rights so look at it from the islamic perspective there's no better guidelines and teachings with regards to the treatment of women than what Allah and Allah's Rasul have given us. And the importance of conducting it as a husband to conduct oneself properly in marriage in accordance with the ways of beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is what makes a happy and successful marriage. The husband must have those beautiful qualities of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in his life of love, kindness, compassion tolerance forgiveness understanding the wife also must have the qualities of obedience reasonableness and listening and obeying and being in service of the husband when these two qualities are found on both sides then subhanallah it is the ingredients of a very very beautiful and happy marriage I conclude on a light note now they say you know how uh, to make it easy for us in this zamana to understand they say how how what should be your relationship with your spouse they say it must be like your relationship with your phone how you how your relationship is with your phone how you love your phone you hold your phone you looking at your phone all the time you know you miss your phone if it's not there you run around looking for it and so on like they say that is how the relationship between spouse should be like how our relationship with our phone is but that's on a lighter note may allah taala bless this uh, marriage with a lot of muhabbat goodness khair barakat allah taala put a lot of love in the hearts of the couple allah subhanahu wa taala grafting and allah taala unite the families that have come together now inshallah we will uh, do the nikah and then sunnahs and the khutbah and salah inshallah. can you have the nikah parties to be in the front line mashallah how are you buddy how's your pulse mashallah mashallah suhail farhan mashallah muhammad right you all had laika gave her consent for her nikah to be performed to Suhail Boban. You all witnessed it too. For the meher that was agreed upon by both parties. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Na'amadu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'afiru wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. May yahdi illahu falamudilla lahu wa may yudlilu falahadiyala. Wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wa adhu la sharika la. Wa nashadu anna sayyadana wa maulana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh. Arsalahu bilhaqqi bashira wa nadhiran bayna yadai sa'a. May yutu illah wa rasooluh faqad rashadu wa may yasu ima fa'inu la yaduru illa nafsa. Wa la yaduru Allah shay'a. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله لا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم النكاح من سنتي وقال فمن رغب عن سنتي فليس مني او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم برادر سهيل بوباد فرهاد عمر هو از ذا ريبريزنتيتيف اوف لايكا عمر از ها وكيل هاز جيفن ها ان نكاح اند ماريج تو يو وذ ا مهر of jewelry that is agreed upon by both parties in the presence of the re- representative of the bride as well as the two witnesses Muhammad uh, Nairan and Zain Hassan as well as the entire congregation that is here Juma this uh, Friday do you accept uh, Laika in your nikah and marriage? Nakahtuha wa qabiltuha Let's make dua for the couple Barakallahu lakuma وبارك عليكما وجمع بينكما في خير بارك الله لكما وبارك عليكما وجمع بينكما في خير بارك الله لكما وبارك عليكما وجمع بينكما في خير ما شاء الله ان شاء الله the signing of it will take place after the remainder of the salah we make dua for them allah taala keep them with happiness and khair and peace